Hi, I'm Brad. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Kingston, Jamaica. I'm calling from Caracas, Venezuela. Uh, Ottawa, Ontario. And wherever you are, welcome to Blonde Radio. Hi, I'm Brad. I live on the west coast of Canada. I love being behind a camera, sunset photography, and embracing new perspectives. And welcome to Blonde Radio, where every week, I book a call with a stranger from around the world. Today, we'll talk to Oliver Browns, a masked creator on TikTok who's changing the way we engage with social media as creators and audience members. But first, this week at Blonde Radio on Instagram, I gave you a prompt. How do you maintain a healthy relationship with social media? Here's what you had to say. Hi, it's Sophie. I'm calling from Caracas, Venezuela. I maintain a healthy relationship with social media by being mindful about the things that I follow and interact with and also being aware of my thoughts and the vibes that I'm trying to get or create every time that I log in. Hi, I'm Grace. I'm calling from the UK and I think that what helps me to navigate social media in a positive way is to not use it as a place to represent who I am as a person, which is incredibly daunting, and instead to push the focus onto things beyond myself, to use it as a place to share what I do, what I create, what inspires me. That overall just makes it a much more enjoyable, positive experience for me. Hi Brad. My name is Sebastian. I'm calling from Kingston, Jamaica. How I maintain a healthy relationship with social media is by usually simply turning off my phone. I try my best at times like late at night to just turn on my phone and chill out with a good book. Hi, my name is Riley from North Carolina and my answer to this week's prompt is like I usually go on social media during the day when I'm in school so I usually go on my phone in class which is something that isn't really good so what I've learned to do is right in the morning when I first come to school I completely just shut my phone off and keep it in my locker for the whole day. It's a new habit that I'm trying to get into but it has worked because leaving it in my locker I've ended up spending exactly like like zero hours on my phone for the whole entire school day, which is pretty cool. And I hope that continues. Thanks to everyone for submitting their responses. Now, here's Oliver. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you? Doing well. I'm Brad. Nice to meet you. I'm uh, Oliver. Nice to meet you. <laughs> awesome. How's your day going? So it's, uh, it's going pretty good. Got a lot of things done and doing this now, so it's pretty great. How about you? <laughs> Staying on the grind. Yeah, yeah. I'm big into the list making now, so it feels like every day my lists are getting longer. And I don't know if it feels like I'm doing more just because I'm quantifying it or what's up, but uh, we're, we're trying to stay productive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Totally. Definitely. And then where are you calling from, if you're if you're comfortable telling? Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Oh, sweet. Fellow Canadian. Oh, my goodness. This is yeah, great. Canadians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. First made my first trip uh, to Ontario in February before everything uh, exploded. But uh, I'm, I'm out here on the West Coast, right near Vancouver. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oliver, I have some questions for you today. I'd, I'd love to get some answers from. But uh, for sure. before we start, give me the, the kind of pitch on you, who you are and what you do and what kind of got you to where you are today. Uh, yeah, so I'm Oliver Browns. I uh, create my, or I guess I create cinematic videos on uh, my opinions on different social issues and philosophical ideas. For sure. I love to create. I, uh, I hope to inspire and uh, encourage others to do similar things to mine and expressing their views and working towards a better future of you know, uh, talented creators. I like that a lot. Cause when you, fr- man, the come up has been insane. 
Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if I saw your very first video, but I feel like I saw at least one of the first three when it started getting traction. I'm not sure if you know Wholesome Simon, but he put me on to you. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh my God. Like, Crazy. We, yeah. we both uh, had speculative questions that I'll get to later. But first of all, do, do tell me about the mask. I did listen to your podcast episode, so I feel like I kind of have an idea. But for people that don't know, uh, could you kind of briefly speak to that? Yeah, so uh, I started wearing the mask obviously starting out. Uh, and I think there's a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones where you you would notice originally, you'd be like, oh yeah, I get why he wears a mask. But if I were to explain it, I think that there's a lot of uh, judgment online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted people to focus on what I was saying rather than what I look like. And it's, it's not something that I'm, you know, I'm not really against judgment itself, but the idea is Sometimes people have different experiences with different people inside their life, and you can't really control how you feel about, you know, someone that maybe looks like somebody you you had you had an issue with or something like that. And you know, I think it's not something I can particularly control. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure that people were focusing on what I was saying rather than what I looked like. And yeah, how it originally started was interesting. I was talking to my brother, very close friend of mine, and uh, we were talking about, because I always wanted to create videos similar to like this, um, but I've always been a private person. Me and, uh, me and my family have always been very private people, and I didn't really want to put them in a situation where I, they know me, they know you know where I'm from and everything like that, and then they kind of get sucked into that. Uh, so I wanted to make sure that my you know personal life was kind of separate from my online and i thought uh, going with the mask was a, was a great way to go about that i like that a lot as yeah as you're speaking to and and some of what i heard before and what you're speaking to now because tiktok especially thrives on appearance like if you look good in quote unquote good as far as what the algorithm prefers and what general people's uh perception of beauty if you fit into that box your videos are just gonna do better so stripping yeah, yeah definitely like just stripping that out of the equation and making the content live on like the content alone of what you're saying. I think that's, I think that's so cool. And I, I really love this project you're working with. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. I was actually thinking about that. I, uh, when I was first uh, researching TikTok, cause I had done uh, some TikTok videos before on a different account. Mm-hmm. It's not there anymore, but, uh, and one thing when I was looking at the algorithm, uh, it actually does judge you uh, based off of your face. So they have like a facial recognition type deal. And, uh, you rank they rank you i think to one to five ratio mm-hmm. your videos will do better if you look a certain way and that kind of sucks especially for a lot of creators who are really talented they're really they're really great and interesting people just having that kind of a way you down is is a is a big issue you know what i mean but totally it is what it is yeah that's interesting as far as you're speaking to you had a project previous to this or you're at least making content previous to this and that was yeah, like yeah. the biggest question i had with my friends and i had with you is like this feels too structured to feel like a totally new person coming out of the gates what do you think is like the biggest <laughs> yeah. thing you learned uh leading up to this project why do you think you gained the traction that you are now oh yeah that's actually a very good question actually uh the biggest thing i learned was it's not about manipulating the algorithm mm-hmm. it actually solely depends on your creative integrity and what you're actually putting out mm. one thing that i realized is if you really work on focusing on the value of your content really trying to make something that you really love then other people will love that mm-hmm. and uh that's the biggest thing that i learned you know i remember when i first started on uh, tiktok about a year ago on the different account i was making content that originally uh, i liked personally and then uh the numbers started coming in. I just, uh, 
started making videos that I thought were going to go viral, right? I thought these, mm -hmm. okay, these are going to go viral. And then, or I started to make videos that I thought other people would like instead of me liking them myself. And that kind of caused it to drop in terms of the, the likes and everything like that. I was confused at the time because I was like, why isn't it working? But I looked at the content that I was creating and I was like, you know what? I, I don't really like this as much. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really like what I'm putting out. And uh, when I went with the new account, then that's, that was my main goal. And it's still my main goal now to keep my creative integrity, you know, always try to make something that I really like and uh, spread a spread a message message that I think should be talked about more. Totally. Because once you hit that, tap into something that people are watching, you get the views, you get the numbers. It's very easy to stray away from the original goal to try and chase the next bone of, of the next viral hit. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I've, I've myself been caught up in that. But no, recognizing it and taking that step is, is very important. And I'm curious, what interests you so much about the creator-audience relationship? Uh, that's so fascinating to me. That's such a, that's a great, that's a great point. Um, I think it's so unique because one thing we can look at from today's society is this is the first time in history where people can have a connection with someone, like a deep connection with someone without ever meeting them. Yeah. You look at history and stuff like that. You can read about somebody and you can hear them. But for this, for instance, you look at somebody like uh, Emma Chamberlain. She's a great creator. She does a thing where she like uh, kisses the camera. It's like you get your midnight midnight kiss or something like that. And it's funny because I know there's a lot of people who really relate to that because it's almost as if she's talking to you directly. And that's super fascinating to me because the idea of Sonder is something that constantly kind of fuels why I love exploring different perspectives and everything like that. Mm -hmm. The the creator relationship between, you know, fans and you know, it's just so fascinating to me. Now that you've sort of tapped into this you have an audience now, do you feel yourself experiencing any of these phenomena that you've been so interested in for so long? Yeah, it's so <laughs> surreal. Yeah. Super surreal. When I remember when I first, it was like I was having a conversation with uh, a friend of mine. I had just mentioned like, oh yeah, this this fan was talking to me about this thing. We were discussing uh, a point that they wanted me to talk about. It just, he's just like, yo, you, you have fans. I was like, yeah. And it just hit me then where I was like, shoot, I actually, like I have fans. Like, Mm -hmm. And it, it's such a surreal experience because you always look at the creators that you see on uh, TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that. And you wonder, like, what is it like from that perspective? Mm -hmm. And it really taught me a lot about uh, what it's actually like, you know, once you once you get a lot of people who like what you do. Have any yeah. of your uh, ideas shifted, you know, with that sort of new revelation? Well, you know, what's interesting is when I first, before I started uh, any social media, I already mm -hmm. kind of had an idea that when uh, I made a video about this, about uh, being rich, like mm -hmm. in terms of uh, when you become rich, your life doesn't particularly change. You still have problems. The problems change, but you still have roughly the same amount of problems or, or somewhere around that. So I always knew that once you get to a certain point, I knew that I was still going to have problems. They were just going to be from a different perspective. So I almost expected it to happen. But it's like when you know something, let's say you uh, you know that uh, like for a woman, you know that pregnancy hurts or giving birth hurts, mm -hmm. but you only know when you, you know, actually go through it. You actually know the, what, it, what it actually is like. And uh, that's the same thing for now. And yeah, it's super fascinating. Totally. Uh, I bet. Who would you say are the creators and influencers that you enjoy studying the most? Uh, who do you find most interesting in this kind of new age of hyper social media? It's funny. I, I watch a lot of uh, like uh, like funny, you know, uh, TikTokers and stuff like that. Yeah. And 
it's so fascinating. Gen Z humor is like, <laughs> it's, it's strange. It's, it's, it's so, uh, like, there's almost no punchline anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's almost random, completely random things that just kind of are funny to me. And I notice I'm, I'm laughing at something and I don't actually really know why I'm laughing. And uh, I think uh, some of the creators that I think are super, super interesting right now, T-Boss Lover, mm-hmm. uh, I love her content. I think her name is Sloane Veronica. Uh, Sneeko. Sneeko was one of the yeah. first people that I started watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of people can see his influence on my content. We, we, uh, I originally kind of based the first video that I did off of uh, his editing style. So oh, really? that was one of the first uh, things I, I noticed. Or I like one aspect that I like the, the cartoons that mm-hmm. he used in a, one video. He doesn't use it, usually use it. But in one video that I did saw, he used uh, cartoons. And I was like, yo, I, I really like that. I think that's super dope. Uh, so I used that in that one. And from there, I think uh, I was able to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I think that's one of the biggest parts of creating is sometimes you have to take from uh, something that's already there to be able to give yourself a base. And then from there, you can create for create with your own stuff. Totally. Yeah, very, very few things are original. And it's not you doing you a service to you know bang your head against the wall and try and come up with the new original <laughs> original idea of 2021. But it, it, that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and yeah. It's, uh, especially with some of the creators I've been speaking to, just how saturated, more so YouTube, but more and more TikTok, um, these platforms are. What is, I think, more important important than being original is being very, very good, having very, very refined craft because of it's just so oversaturated. There's yeah, everything's definitely. been made. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You have to, that was one of the main things that I kind of went in with is that I wanted to make it like it has to be good. And it, it kind of has some problematic problems because you kind of run into like perfectionism a little bit, but mm-hmm. it is something you have to think about all the time. Totally. The artist dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think I, I find, I always find myself uh, having this fight between quantity and quality. And mm-hmm. I think it's something that most likely will have to deal with like for the longest of time, because for instance, you want to get out a certain amount of videos per week or you want to get out a certain amount of videos per month or something like that. Yeah. So you should get those out. But sometimes you don't have the right ideas or you're not feeling the right thing. So you kind of want to push it till later to make it better. Mm-hmm. But there's deadlines that you should meet. So it's kind of like you ha- you almost have to figure out which which is best. Usually I end up choosing quality, but oftentimes that kind of leads to not posting. So that, that's not particularly that good. Yeah, I know the feeling. It's, uh, I used to like in the past, think like and the YouTubers I watch, they're talking about their editors that they've hired like multiple editors. I'm like, why, like, how, why would, do they need multiple editors? Like, it's just one person with one channel. <laughs> and yeah. I've quickly realized like how, <laughs> if I could afford, if the budget was there, an editor would make my life so much easier because it, it really is. Um, it's coming down to the battle of time. Like there's just not enough yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God. Like the, <laughs> amount, of, the amount of things, because I think if I was just creating on TikTok, it might be a lighter load on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you try to go to YouTube, you try to do podcasts, try to do this, there's just like so many different things. And each one of them, you want to do like a good job of like something that you really like. Mm-hmm. And just time, it just sucks away. Uh, just everything, you know. You spend like three hours looking for the right music to put uh, in a video. You, yes, oh you know it. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow it's worth it. Somehow we still we yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. What do you feel like young people, or even just people in general, should know about engaging with social media in twenty twenty one? 
This is great. This is a great point. I think uh, I was talking to uh, my brother and he said something interesting. He said, oftentimes when you, for instance, for me, I grew up, uh, I was born in 01. I'm 19 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, turned 20 in like a couple months, but I didn't grow up with uh, social media. I didn't have a phone until I was 16. Mm-hmm. So it's been like for a long time, I didn't have anything like that. So I always looked at social media as like a, a different world from the one that I was living. But when you grow up with that, like my sisters, my little sisters, they grow up with uh, the social media in hand and that line kind of gets blurred. Mm-hmm. But something I see a lot on TikTok is people really posting like super, super personal stuff. And it's not about that you shouldn't do those things or anything like that. It's more or less, it's good to have a mindset of like, there are people, random people who can see everything you're doing mm-hmm. and that could have negative effects on you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's a thing for me, I look at, I generally have a positive view of the world. I think generally people are, are good, but uh, it only takes one bad apple for everything they got to go south. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, for a young person or anybody right now, just know that when you post things on social media, uh, there should be like a filter you kind of have to go through because you may say something that is, you know, unacceptable to the times, you know, mm-hmm. that we're living in. Or maybe you post like, you accidentally post your address or something like that. And those can have really negative effects on other people and you, you know what I mean? And I think that's one thing you got to be able to think about. Totally. Crazy place though. Yeah. And I think, you know, as a as someone with a platform, that's something that probably is on your mind more. It, it, it oh, is on yeah. mine. Oh, like, God, it's uh, crazy. Twitter, stuff in the Discord, whatever. But when you're just kind of minding your own business, it's not something that you necessarily have to think about. Like yeah. me yeah. of a, a year or two ago, didn't care when I probably should have cared. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing I think that haunts uh, a lot of people is that I think, for instance, you look at someone like Twitter, Twitter, I'm so nervous to post on there. Yeah. Like, I'm so nervous to post a tweet because sometimes in the moment that you're saying something, you're thinking something, you haven't thought about a person or what that actually sounds like. Mm-hmm. And I had those moments multiple times in my life. And I'm glad it. I'm glad I didn't have Twitter because especially when you're young, you're growing, right? You're learning new perspectives on life. And if you say something that was offensive back when you were younger, that really can affect you later on in life. And having that kind of power of like, you say something really, really offensive when you were a younger person and later on they dig it up and yeah, it it can, it can totally, uh, it can totally mess you up. Even the average person too, Mm -hmm. you know, you see people lose their jobs and stuff like that from things they said online. So it's one thing you always got to keep in hand, especially if you're a creator. Right. Yeah respect respect the platform um, yeah definitely yeah you could lose as you as you got it uh now more than ever yeah crazy insane especially on tiktok eh? oh crazy. it's yeah that's a whole yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well oliver i thank you for taking time out of your day to speak with me but in closing i i have one more question seeing other people's success has never been easier um on every single internet page and every single social media app what advice would you give to someone who wants to create on the internet but is trying to avoid finding discouragement uh in their peers that is a great question i was actually just thinking about this i think there is there's a lot of uh different channels and different people Mm -hmm. that uh that talk about okay this is what you got to do to make your video go viral and stuff like that the biggest thing that i would say for anyone is to create something that you love 
Mm-hmm. You have to create something that you love. And that's the thing when you really do and when you're really proud and you love something that you've created, it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter how well somebody else is doing because you know that you're doing what you want to do. And I think uh, from my own experience, when I've noticed other people, um, the only times that I ever felt or in the past, the only times that I ever felt like uh, jealousy or something like that to somebody else succeeding was when I wasn't happy with the content that I was posting. And uh, if you want to be able to create online, just create something that you like, you know, uh, create something that you want to be out there in the world. And with that, I think uh, I think you'll do amazing. I like that. Yeah, it's it's always comes down to projection. eh? The problems we think we have with others are more often with ourselves. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Definitely. Sweet. That's about it. Uh, Any exciting plans the rest of your day? I might go eat a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, pretty baller. (laughs) sweet i i was very much looking forward to this uh again you've just really been killing it and i really can't wait to see where you go uh your content is definitely some of my favorite that that pops up on my feed so so thank you for doing what you do thank you it's been a pleasure i'll be in touch thank you for speaking thank you ciao have a great day ciao Special thanks to Oliver and everyone who submitted a response for making this episode possible. Intro music provided by Wafy, that's W-A-Y-F-I-E, and accompanying tracks by Lowboil, that's L-O-B-O-I-L, who can both be found on all major streaming platforms. Be sure to come by our Twitch stream this Sunday at 2pm PST for more Blonde Radio interviews brought to you live. I'll see you soon, and thanks for tuning in to Blonde Radio.